Hello and welcome to the Jazz Podcast. Today, Tara Minton is talking to Sia Bonga Tembu and Mohamed Daji. But before we start, let's have a listen to their track, Bayakala, from their incredible new album, She Who Feeds You Owns You. This is out today. Brand new album from The Brother Moves On. Welcome to the Jazz Podcast. My name is Tara Minton and I am here today with Sia Bonga Tembu and Mohamed Dalji. How are you guys going? We're good. We're good. Yeah, we're cool. We're good, thank you. <laughs> we won't tell our listeners about how, how we practiced for me to get your names right. <laughs> Listen, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show I've just been listening to your brand new album, She Who Feeds You, Owns You, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. But can you tell our listeners who you are? Cool. I'm uh, Siabong Amtembu. I'm the lead vocalist and band mom of The Brother Moves On. <laughs> I'm Mohamed Dalji. <laughs> I'm Mohamed Dalji, saxophone player with The Brother Moves On. Beautiful. So The Brother Moves On is... Yeah, just a fantastic band. And you're working with Shabaka Hakshin's label, aren't you? Yes, we are. We've um, signed to release this album, She Who Feeds You, with Native Rebels Recordings, mm-hmm. uh, which is my uh, bandmate Shabaka Hakshin's um, new boutique label. Yeah, it's it's. Fa- I'm a huge fan of Shabaka, and um, it's a wonderful thing that he started this label. No, it's always great to be working in an artist-led space. It's meant we can do very different things in relation to how we're doing things. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about how how it's different working with Shabaka compared to other labels? Well, creatively it's meant that I we've not we've not been arguing against each other towards a certain um commercial outcome in essence. Mm. Um, we've gone towards a more instinctual relation to how these things work. Mm. So things are open to question. It's not the label saying this is the single. It's all of us having conversations about it, going to listen, coming back, not being sure. Someone saying this, someone saying that. Mm. So it's it's it, it isn't one of these things where we're constantly being two entities in argument, but because of um, what we came here for, in essence. 
it's it's felt like we're pushing the process forward together and it's yeah. an artistic and creative process first with of course commercial limitations and outcomes connected to it but it's nice to be in a space where we're not talking about um how the audience is going to accept it always i find um particularly in this style of music that we play in love our audiences are more open to to hearing what we have to say i had a label try and cut a 7 minute song down to 3 minutes for a radio edit nice you know like people who listen to jazz don't want radio edits of you know cutting the saxophone solo in half just give them the song yep Mm. we had that exact same song was i mean that that same issue was our last conversation actually with the label was over in radio edit over um what is to be our third single and it was amazing we (laughs) we had a conversation with the label and chewbacca wasn't part of the conversation at all and we were like, no, okay, let's give it a chance. Let's hear what, you know, let's give things a chance. Send us the cut that you have. Mm-hmm. And right in the middle of it, the artist, Shabaka, half of um, the label, sent an email going, why are we even doing a radio edit? Which is exactly the thought we were having. Mm-hmm. Just like the essence of the song is the build, is how it releases. So we're, what are we doing with this radio edit creatively? Let's answer it creatively first mm-hmm. before we answer it for output relations, because that's what's become of our music is at times where is it going to sit becomes the bigger issue rather than what is it actually. Yeah, completely. And I think when you have an artist at the head of a label, they understand, you know, this very thing. Yeah. Um, and we're not we're not making pop music. We're not making serial sugary music. We're making real music. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And even on the, on the counter of that, we were able to push back as artists on Shabs's ideas because... <laughs> Shabs hollered to be like, yo, can I put flutes and clarinets on this? And like Mohammed and Dil, the guy who makes the album as well, were like, no, I don't know about this. 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 I was like, no, nah, let's see where it goes. Let's see. I was like open and seeing where it goes. And, yeah. and it really brought a different essence to the music. And I think a, a longevity actually to the music for me. It revitalized the music. And at that time, I didn't understand Shabs and the and the and the flutes. But I've just come back from a BBC Palm show where Shabs walked me through a lot of like tunnels playing flute for me, and I now get it. And mm-hmm. I'm changed human being about this flute situation. And I'm glad that when I didn't, I wasn't sure of it. I took a chance because mm-hmm. the album sounds just totally amazing because of that. Yeah, it's yeah. like he—it's like he added salt, salt to a good meal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, he just knew exactly the last few things that needed to. And that's what a producer is supposed to do, isn't it? And it's the beauty when that artist is that producer, and he's not having to go out there and get sessionists to do exactly what he's thinking. Yeah, the thing that I love about the album um, and about your voice is, see, your connection to breath, and as well, you, Muhammad, the way that you play. I. I feel it is connected to your soul and your breath and it comes out that it's, it's not forced. Um, and particularly, you know, flutes, wooden flutes, there's such a, mm. a direct relationship to breath. Um, you breath, can't hide. Yeah. It's, it's different to the classical flute. And it really, for me, that's a thread that comes through the whole album is this real integrity of breath through all the musicians. Mm. Well, mm. it's it's so weird also how we really, we've been working over this music for like a good six-year period, trying to get it out, trying to get it out. Mm. But it comes post-COVID, um, post this time where breath 
was the issue that was being questioned heavily and it comes out so easily. We've not been stuck in any conversations or arguments about how, why and where and how mm-hmm. and felt forced. It's, it's actually felt like it's, it's time. And it's only now when you raise the issue of breath that I was able to make that connection of like, oh, okay, the universe had a point in its own time for this to come out as is, mm. you know? I mean, I, I think audiences also experience that, you know, I've, I've often gotten to comment like, you know, you healed me, you guys healed me. Um, and I think that translates um, in the experience of the performance and the listening because breathing is centering and breathing is life. Um, yeah. Yeah, completely. And when, you know, when you've been to see an incredible performance and the musicians are breathing honestly and, and in a connected way and they allow their audience to also breathe in that way. Mm. And it is a, a healing a healing experience to have that. Yeah, yeah. Very sensitive experience. Now you said that you played the proms and you played with uh, a woman that I adore, Eska. Eska, the powerhouse. Isn't she a goddess? No, she's a powerhouse, a goddess. The conversations we had backstage kind of helped me navigate the post-colonial positioning of being this black man, the only one from South Africa, actually, on this BBC stage um, in uh, what is to be my colonizer's great, great hall with my other colonizers playing as the Metropole Orchestra from the Dutch side of life <laughs> and singing the music of my <laughs> forebearers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's uh, some soup to wade through. And it was like, I was, you know, just being the person I am at times, I kind of like, it's in my second name. Um, um, my second name is Mkheli, which means the one. So I, I survey before the clay. And comes so I go and I survey before the king before the clan comes in essence mm. and so that's in now my long conversation with Eska how I found comfort in what I was doing was just like it's in my name it's what I do I'm supposed to sometimes go where we all can't go the mm. first time you know but it was a beautiful experience because I was actually like cloaked by the music of Huma Sigela of Jonas Kwangwa of you know, of these humans who've, who've taken this journey alone, not even sure if they would be allowed to go back to their own country to mm-hmm. do it again. And my highlight of the whole situation was singing Stimela, um, Humasekela's sonic, uh, sonic thesis on mm-hmm. the train as, as a weapon of the imperial and colonial army. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it made it all worthwhile. It was just like, I had no question of why did I do this? I was just like, I was meant to be here. It was, and I was nervous. Like I was doing a standard five hour Stedford, which is <laughs> like, <laughs> I kept running backstage between my, <laughs> my dressing room and the stage, but I, it was, it was, it was glorious because also at the same time, just before I went on stage, I phoned my mom. And my mom was like a whole family sitting in the lounge and we're listening to you and we're also proud of you. Mm. So it took me back to like, you know, the, those first times when you just want your family just to be proud. It's not even about whether the world takes it seriously and you can become something. So it's yeah. nice to be at the pinnacle of that moment and your mom's calling you to tell you that, yo, we still got your back. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. 
What a what a moment. And what an important thing. The the thing that I love about um you know your your whole thing because obviously I've been reading about you. You kind of remind me of Charles Mingus in a way. Um <laughs> and you know cuz he wrote a lot of music about what was going on at the time and his his political beliefs and and what he stood for was never separate from his music and now for instance i i sing with a band that takes the music of charles mingus into schools to 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 talk oh, about jazz but also about social justice and social asking social justice yeah asking uh, seven year olds what upsets you you know let's talk about this hmm. and so his music the is true power still, song. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. still yeah. creating a conversation and and making change and i feel like your music and the way that you approach it is um, doing the same thing now about issues that are really important today. Thank you, thank you. That's 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 big. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, but it's just heavily tied into like I believe my people's music's philosophy is about that. Mm. So we use music to heal. Uh, we use music to cry. We use music to uh, rejoice. We use music to, and it's not only in this like like uh, esoteric and utopian way, but it's actually like we've seen it in practice and it scares us as modern global uh, westernized people about how, you know, vibration and healing and frequency are parts of the same thing. Mm. So also we, we topple the government with four part harmonies, you know, we, we, with stones and four part harmonies, we removed like guns, bombs and gatlings and yeah, we lost a lot of life, but what we have is those four part harmonies and they still hold a solace against the current government as well. Mm. So this, yeah. this is the beauty of where it's, it's, it's where I'm from. Someone once said to me, why would you move to Cape Town and, and work in Cape Town? Cause there's a lot of advertising right there. And I was like, Joburg has this thing, like it's from the ground that this is possible. It's not from my head. It's mm. not from Zvash's head. It's not from Muhammad. It's the fact that the six of us meet, and when we meet and we resonate together, this resonation from him, where he comes from, where I come from, just finds a space. And all we can talk about as a man, like it's a man, men's meeting. We're just like we're counseling each other, really, to tell you the truth, <laughs> <laughs> on like this issue of masculinity and how do we find our balance with our feminine self. So this band has become that. We've learned to shout, le- shout less, talk more, understand more, be slower. Mm. It's less now about the band's going to make it in rock and roll and about how can we be good dads while still doing this? Is it even possible? <laughs> yeah. So are you both dads? I am one. He's about to become one. <laughs> hey, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a wild experience. And I mean, I've been reading a lot about, you know, kids and developmental stages in the womb. And one of the interesting things for me has been this discovery of sound and where where sound is processed in the brain. It's like processing right, right at the back here, you know, like the very early parts of the brain that, that get formed. Um, and yeah, it's just that ex- the experience of, you know, having this child in the womb of my partner and talking to it and, you know, singing to it. It's like it's changed me completely. It changes how I relate to audiences, yeah. how I relate to myself on stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my wife, before my kid was born, said to me, whatever happens to me, she has to lie on 
because she was afraid that she she was having a cesarean and was like afraid that the when that she she comes to the child would have been around for a few hours without anything and so she asked me to please whatever happens put her on my chest so that the first heartbeat she hears after her mom's is either her dad's or her mom's mm. and so I put her on my chest and now she's six years old to this day her comfort space is my chest mm. yeah that, that and that's those things are just like and she loves music her mom was her mom was a, a sangoma who went through her her initiation ritual, one of her rituals, which has a lot of drumming in it. Mm-hmm. So drums and her are a thing. So much so that she, her grandfather bought her two drum kits that she's already destroyed. She destroyed <laughs> it the second time she played them. But she was so naturally destroying them. She wasn't just like mm. smashing away. She was just like <laughs> falling off the drum seat going, oh, yeah, I'm good at this, hey, daddy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's actually kind of scary. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. It's so it's so intrinsic, isn't it? I think we unlearn music in in um, Western culture as kids. We're born creative and musical, and and musical. our culture kind of beats it out of us, and then we have to relearn it. Yep, yep. Even like as musicians, exactly what you're saying. It's it's becoming the same with musicianship in how music is taught at schools in. Mm. how it's shared in community and what thrives the individual thrives in music mm. not the collective not mm. the community so you know we gotta be this idea of even like the west you know i always like saying the west so people realize that the west is in us mm-hmm. um where there's no longer a western hemisphere <laughs> you know relation it's just like the west is there in us and every day why i'm able to speak to you is because the west is in me in a lot of ways mm-hmm. so it's infiltrated so many things that there's a need to remember the essentialism of things, of why things are there, why. And even if we do carry on with this commercial way, we still got to leave space for kids to learn music, for kids to learn how to sing together, for kids to sing for no reason than the beauty of singing together. Because we used to have him singing every week. Mm. Uh, was tied in with the church and understand but like my love for music came from him singing mm. i knew every thursday from 8 30 till 9 30 at school we were singing hymns mm. and it's still that's still the thing that got me to where i'm at yeah, yeah. You know, one of the most liberating experiences since since being with the brother Mumsan is been connecting with my voice and singing in the collective um you know as an instrumentalist you can get stuck in your little corner and just want to like get good at that thing but Music doesn't actually come from there. It comes from our voices. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in in uh, Nguni, when you play the horn, we are tula, which means the same word as singing. So you're always singing. Whatever mm. you're doing is an extension of singing. It's, even if you're playing the bass, you're singing. It's, mm. Yeah. It's all singing, you know? And it's yeah. nice to make it go back to its essential form because it just reminds us also that, like, the fun part is doing it together. Like it's and it's fun. It was fun watching the horn section realize this because we didn't we didn't like have an extra mic for them to sing. So they'd be like, "Oh, it's a singing part!" <laughs> <laughs> like crouching down to the horn mics to sing. <laughs> and we found this amazing. And that's the thing. It's just like uh, there's this amazing um, South African saxophonist by the name of Bra uh, Mukoyim Rubata. And we were on a, a show and he called one of the youngsters in our band, Ntunzi, to be like, yo, I really like what you guys are singing. 
I mean, they're doing, and he was like, especially the singing. <laughs> I really like the singing. And that's the thing. It's a male, male choral. Men aren't supposed to sing together. And if we're singing, we're singing in war. Mm. We're never singing about how we feel. We're never singing about how things are. We're never, because it's lamenting and you're not allowed to lament as a man. You must be mm. doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I've not actually thought of that, but you're right. Even uh, my husband is a Kiwi and even in Maori culture, you know, the men sing the war songs and the women sing the other stuff. Yes, yeah. Men, men fight and provide. They don't cry and they don't father. <laughs> Well, you're changing things. So tell us, this album, um, She Who Feeds You, Owns You, comes out at the end of October? Yep, 28th of October, my daughter's birthday. My daughter's sixth birthday, yeah. Celebration. I I wasn't involved, I was quiet about it. (laughs) And then I was just like, yo, this is like deliverance, you know. It's taken Mm -hmm. us a while to get here and we got here in a good way. Yeah. And where can um where can we see you? Do you have a tour planned? Yes, we've got a tour. Uh 3rd of November we're at the Berlin Jazz Festival with uh, Chelsea Carmichael. Uh 5th. Yeah, Chelsea's fire. Uh 5th we're in Brussels at um Flaggy. Am I saying it right? Flagge. I've got no idea. Yeah, it's no, it's flage. It's it's like it's very Frenchy. They'll, they'll have my ass about it soon. <laughs> um, on the eighth, we're in Slovenia in Ljubljana. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had such great times in Ljubljana. We've played there twice. The second time we played there, we were voted the third best thing to happen in Slovenia that year. So wow, we really love it. we love going to, and it was this exact club that we played at. Everyone was very surprised by us. They, they we really are. Then we go to the Bimhais in um, Amsterdam mm-hmm. on the 10th. On the 12th, we go to Sofia Live in mm-hmm. Bulgaria. Um, then the 15th, we're with everybody at the London Jazz Fest. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then, sorry, we've got another announcement on the 11th of November. It's not out yet. We're at La Guess Who as well. That was an additional that's been added. And we close off the tour on the 20th in Poland at Jazz Debat Festival. Amazing. Amazing. Sia Muhammad, thank you so much for joining me and for this kind of life-affirming existential chat we've just had. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Jazz Podcast. For me, Rob Cope, Tara Minton, thank you so much for listening. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to us. Tell your friends and family if you enjoyed what you heard. Before we go, let's have a listen to the track Tatom. Oh, no, no.